Hello and welcome to MiceCast with your hosts Greg, Mike, and Shaft. Shaft. Greg, yeah. Greg, you know something about shafts now, don't you? Oh, that's right. We agreed not to talk about that. Sorry. <laughs> not, not the way you, uh, you talk about it. And I was not gang raped you know, somewhere along the street. So never never mind. That. We weren't going to talk yeah. about it. No, I, 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 I had a heart test where they shoved something down my throat. So, yeah. Okay. Sorry. It was, was unpleasant. Let's just leave it at that. Okay. So uh, do we want to talk about then... The big whoop de doo shake up there at the you know top yeah. upper echelons of the Walt Disney Company. Uh, sure, I. <laughs> yeah. I just gotta say, I find it odd. It would be like, um, let me think. It'd be like you know Hillary and Biden saying, you know, let's just switch positions. We don't like <laughs> we don't like what we're doing. Let's just swap. You know. Yeah. No, no, no. That's not like Hillary and Biden saying that. It's like. Obama saying to Hillary and Biden, you two switch places. Well, yeah. same difference, right? It's just odd that I'm I, I'm just surprised. I mean, what, what makes Rizzullo quali- qualified to be a CFO? Maybe he's got a lot of qualifications. Don't know that much about him. But it just seemed odd. A park guy, oh, now you're a CFO. Wait, wait, but see, Rizzullo was not a park guy. He was the head of the parks and resorts. Yes, okay, but he wasn't that? a park guy before then. Okay, fine. But you know what I'm saying? It's a guy that's ahead of the parks, so you kind of assume he's more, I don't know, managerial than CFO-ish. For, for everyone that hasn't heard what we're talking about and feels like they're in the middle of the conversation, we're talking about Jay Rizzullo and Tom Skaggs. Tom Skaggs was the uh, chief financial officer of the company. Jay Rizzullo, of course, over the parks and recreation horizontally switching offices. I just want to know, did they actually change offices or did they just change the title plate on their respective yeah, pick, yeah. pick up do, do they Do they swap spit in the shower also? I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, should we, should we read the, the email that was sent out sure, by sure. Start, Bob Iger? Okay. A message from Bob. Tom Staggs, lead parks and resorts, Jay Rizzullo to be Disney CFO. Dear fellow cast member, crew member, and employee, Today we are announcing a significant leadership change that will be positive both for the executives involved and for the company as a whole. On January 1, Tom Staggs will assume the role of chairman, Walt Disney Parks and Resorts, while Jay Rizzullo, who currently holds that position, will become senior executive vice president and Disney's chief financial officer. Jay and Tom are dynamic, experienced, and versatile executives who each who've each been at Disney for roughly 20 years. They know and understand the company and its brand intimately and are very effective leaders whose backgrounds are well-suited for their new roles. Since I've been CEO, they've been a critical part of the team helping implement the strategy, the strategy that's led to our success. They are now ready for some exciting new challenges and opportunities. In Tom's new role, he will preside over the Disney's vacation businesses, which span three continents and include five world-class destinations our top-rated cruise line, and the most popular resort locations in North America, Europe, and Asia. In his new role, Jay will oversee the company's worldwide finance organization, corporate strategy and development, brand management, corporate alliances, investor relations, treasury and risk management activities, controller functions, information systems, corporate responsibility, real estate, and taxes. Holy you know, cow. I'm, I'm out of work. I can help out a little <laughs> no, bit. No kidding. How many hats does that guy on. get? <laughs> The current management structure under Jay and Tom will remain the same, and both will continue to report to me. Tom has been widely honored as one of the best CFOs around. He's played a critical role in a wide variety of strategic and operating initiatives. You know, if a guy was the best CFO around, why would you say 
unless it's just a payoff. Uh, you know, I, I know. Uh, come on, half of this half of this email is flowery, flowery oh, rhetoric. So much gobbly. Uh, I mean, he's he's giving them both a reach around at the same time. It's kind of funny. <laughs> uh, all right, all right. So, Jeez, uh, I don't need to hear uh, this crap. Uh, uh, okay, now I'm barely halfway through this thing. All right, so um, he's played a critical role in a wide variety of strategic and operating initiatives, including the acquisitions of Capital Cities, ABC, and Pixar, and the pending acquisition there, of Marvel. There you, there you go. There's the reach around right there yeah. because where did. I come from Cap Cities, yeah. As our CFO for the last decade, he's developed a deep understanding and knowledge of how all of our business units operate. He's reconfigured our management incentive system to make sure we do the best possible job for shareholders. And he's also led company efforts to drive greater cost and capital efficiency throughout the organization and to put in place company-wide healthy food and environmental policies. See, now, see, it makes sense, all right, if you want to well-round this guy to go put him out in the world where he's where some of his initiatives have you know gone down to the pointy edge of you know the front line right okay well there's a good point is is he being groomed for taking Iger's spot I, I don't know you can say the same for Jay because here here's Jay's reach around Jay has great business skills and instincts and substantial creative experience as well under his leadership the Disney park experience has reached more reaching more people than ever before while enhancing its well-deserved reputation for quality He's led a great period of expansion, both expansion both within our parks and outside their gates, through the, through our cruise line, vacation club, resort, and family tour businesses, and successfully positioned our parks during this economic downturn through some really innovative marketing and smart management. From my perspective, it's incredibly valuable to a corporation like Disney to have its cast members and employees gain experience in various parts of the organization. It gives them a new set of challenges, new perspectives, and a great opportunity for continued growth. Over the long term, the practice of motivating and developing cast members and employees by providing new or expanded opportunities will help us attract and retain talented people and will serve this company well. Please join me in congratulating Tom and Jay in their new roles. Best, Bob. There you, you go. Know, the that- first thing that popped in my head when I heard this was... Besides, why not me? Yeah, why not me? <laughs> yeah, really. That, that was the... Okay, the second thing that popped in my head <laughs> when I heard this... Um, you know, when they wanted to get rid of Dick Nunes, they kind of promoted him into a new position to where he wasn't doing that much, to where he just kind of disappeared. Uh, when they wanted to get rid of Paul Pressler, or, or excuse me, before Paul, when they wanted to get rid of uh, Judson Green, they promoted him to a corporate level over in Burbank, and he kind of just disappeared off the radar and was, wasn't heard from. Same thing with Paul Pressler. When they wanted to move Paul Pressler out, they just kind of, and Jay Rizzullo took over at that time. Paul Presser was promoted to a new position. It was just kind of, well, actually, he resigned to go over to the gay app. But it just, that was the first thing that popped in my mind is, are they promoting Jay into a new position to where he just kind of disappears off the radar? Yeah, the difference is the no. positions aren't, you know, like the ambassadorial and the, the I mean, these are, these are real positions. They're, they're not bullshit positions like some of the ones they made up for Marty and for Dick and, yeah, and see, see, I, you know, the Marty and Dick stuff, that's, we don't want to lose you, but, you know, we really don't want you around anymore, right? Yeah. Um, well, they know, don't want to be seen as firing them. Correct. Because, they're, they, you know, they weren't leaving by any means, so, well, we can't fire you, but, hey, maybe we give you these, you know, this, it was this, like the, the thing for, uh, for Brett Favre. Hey, you know, why don't you just take our $20 million and be our goodwill ambassador? Yeah. No, I want to play. No, we don't want you to play. You know, and 
It's kind of to me. I see it kind of as the same thing. Yeah, you're old and broke down. Yeah, but I am taking a quick look at uh, Jay's background. When he started in the Walt Disney Company in 1986, he started as director of corporate strategic planning and uh, development of Disney real estate. So when he took over the position with uh, parks and uh, recreation, I mean, that took over with the, uh, I would think that would Walt Disney World with the uh, uh, celebration and all that out there. Because we were all hearing about all the real estate that was being bought and sold left and right over there in World. That's true. So, I mean, he would have been a natural going into something like that. Maybe they're they're done with that type of thing, and he's going to go back into corporate plan, and they're actually going to now just settle the dust on that and start doing with whatever they want to deal with on the uh, park side. I don't, I don't know. know. So, it'll be interesting. I, you know, on the, on the ground level, there's not going to be any change. I don't think there's going to be, be any real change. I, you know what? I, I think, see, I think that, a change at the top because you know Jay Rizzullo is the guy that marched out that you know he marches out the announcements of like say you know Star Tours is closing and it's going to be down for two years you know I mean he had a presence there at the D23 and he made announcements to yeah I saw the Dick Cook yeah but he was annou- <laughs> but see, Dick Cook wasn't making announcements he made a huge presentation what yeah. are you talking I, I, no, the point is that is that Jay, it, you know, Parks and stuff starts with that position, right? He's a guy that he's a guy that ultimately decides, hey, we're gonna do the Year of a Million Dreams, hey, well, we're he, gonna extend a Year of a Million Dreams for another year, he hey, now we're gonna celebrate whatever by giving away free admission on your birthday. Doesn't that come from him? Well, he might ultimately put the signature on it, but there's a lot of people that work in, under him and around him that make a lot of those type of decisions, and. Um, but he still has to approve he, them, I think. He's, he's he's just kind of like the front man on a lot of that type of stuff. A lot of yeah, he he still has to be. He still has a lot of the final says on cer- certain things. And he, but also at the same token, a lot of that stuff is done locally to where your you know your Ed Greers or in this case now your uh, George uh, King Creedis, they're going to be making decisions and they're going to be passing them on to uh, Tom. And, or in the past, passing them on to Jay and say, this is the idea of what we're going to go for. And he says, yay or nay. Um, but a lot of the work and the decision-making was already made prior to it getting to his office. So I really don't see there's going to be that much difference. We'll see. Uh, you know, Tom's, uh, Tom's going to be coming out here and he's going to be doing the same. He could do the same thing and make the same presentation about uh, Star Tours 2.0. Um, just as as Jay does, maybe he might be a little more dynamic in that position. Maybe D23 was something that they said, hey, Jay, maybe you should come back into the more of the corporate and open yeah, this new guy. True. I'm, you know, the point, the point I'm making is if something goes bad and, and Bob Iger has to ask someone what the hell's going on, he's going to ask Jay what the hell's going on. He doesn't right. skip Jay and go down to the guy who picked the Year of a Million Dreams yeah, thing. He, he doesn't go down to Richard and Security and see yeah. him. So, so Jay is ultimately responsible for that. Now, this Tom guy. I've guys. had him ask me. Well, no, I've never had Bob ask me a question, but I've had Michael ask me questions. But that's another story for another time. 
Yeah. <laughs> that'll that'll yeah. go along with your swimming in the rivers of America story. <laughs> I, but, yeah, They're yeah, all true, though. Yeah. You get the the point I'm making is that Jay is still responsible. That job is still responsible for yeah, it, for no, Parks and Resorts decisions. You know, he's the one that's I, responsible for. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not, not, the buck stops here. When it should, yeah, and you, you know, I'm not lightening it up that he doesn't make those type of things. But I'm just saying, he isn't the beginning and end all of every decision that's made for the parks. I'm saying you know, there's a lot of that. To well, stuff. and I he should be either no. for the uh, the whole. The whole place. He's ultimately right. the one that is responsible and can nix or uh, say, you know, what the hell are you doing, or why haven't you been doing this before? You know. But that's why I'm saying I'm saying that with the change uh, with the change of Jay to Tom, I don't see any changes happening with. Uh, what people are working on, what plans are going forward. Unless he's uh, a more hands-on type of guy. You know, because there's... Man- a micromanager. There's, manager. No, not a micromanager, just someone that's involved uh, at a different level. You know, there are, yeah. I've worked for owners who are not micromanagers, who are totally hands-off, and they only come bitch and moan when something doesn't go right. You never hear about them when things go good. And I've worked for them excuse me, the micromanager who can't let go. Uh, so, But there's a fine medium. I've worked with guys that know when to be involved, when to, to right. mentor and all that. You, I mean, he might be more of that type of person than Jay, and that could also be a, you know, a reason they're moving around. Who knows? I just find it odd. I mean, how often, not that I follow a lot of companies, but you know, how often do you see something like this? Let's say at, you know, an Apple. Oh, we're switching positions. Or Microsoft. Yeah, we're switching positions. Yeah. Or you know, or your boss tells you you're switching positions, uh, as Mike said. It's, it's kind of a, it just seems odd. It's a, it's a little different, but uh, well, okay, but without you know, Bob to tell us what's going on. Yeah, well, why don't you call uh, Bob and see if we can? Get, all we uh, have is speculation, it? right? <laughs> that's yeah, well, that's what it comes down to, and you know, as as we've always said before, time will tell. We'll just have to sit back and wait. No, as we always say, we don't do research; we make it all up. Correct, and we, well, and we don't care. So, I'm uh, I'm I'm scanning. Are you emailing Bob as we're talking? No, I'm actually scanning. Uh, you gotta say it with a deeper voice. Scanning. I'm scanning, you know, the mice chat to see if uh, there's any. <laughs> if there's any. Uh, no, 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 no. A that constitutes research, and two. Yeah, but I, don't I, wanna... I just want to see what they have to say, and there's no, there's no uh, grumblings there's no spe- over. There's no speculation on it. There's no grumblings over here about. What no that grumblings. Means. No, no jumping up and down. That yay, this guy's out. None of that. You would think so, because what's his face? You know, Al Lutz had a. Didn't like, especially like Jay Rizzullo called him out who, of touch all the time. Who does he like? He liked Matt you know, Wee He liked him a lot. Al, Al never likes any. Were they yeah, the swing? Were they, kinda, were they the same persuasion? When, <laughs> Al was kind of reserved when Matt was actually in office. He likes Matt now that he's out of office. No, 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 Richard. You, you, hey, no, no. If you were my age reader, you know he loved Matt Wee He loved him. He came in and personally saved the 50th, you know, anniversary stuff. He loved him, and he was crushed that he left. Was he? So, yes. He lost sleep over it, I take uh, it. Probably. Well, you know, in hindsight, it is always better. I mean, you who knows? Weeman, over the long term, after his one big, you know, whoopee, might have 
crash and burn. You know, you, you never know. Sometimes, well, I understand he's no longer with Starwood. No. Some, sometimes it's better to leave on top <laughs> rather than leave. You mean like Seinfeld? Well, no, I actually think Seinfeld's final episode was one of the stupidest yeah. I've ever <laughs> yes. seen. But they were trying to leave while they were still on yeah. top, right? Well, I was thinking, don't be found dead on your toilet. You know? <laughs> like Elvis? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dying, Dying top, from taking dude. a big old crap? <laughs> <laughs> Either know when the, you know, know when the fold. <laughs> and know when to hold. Yeah, um, oh, gosh. But, you know... <laughs> Uh, uh, gee. Yeah, I, there's not the not a whole lot of information. No, no, but I suspect that Al Lutz will have something because he didn't like Jay Rizzullo a whole lot. Like I say, I don't think there's too many he likes because he thinks he knows better. And you might be right. He might have, you know, Weemit might have, you know, got him excited, but. Again, when you're there for a short term and you have your one big uh, thing, it's easy to say, wow, that guy was great. Well, what was he there? Two years? Three. Three. Not not very long in the whole scheme of things. Well, three years. Everyone's been there like three years. Right? Yeah, ever is, since. Is, uh, it, is it just a rotation now every three I, years? I, I don't know. It, was, okay. it sure seems like it at times. Pressler was three years, wasn't he? I know Cynthia yeah, Harris was three years. years. We met well, with three years, you know, and Al Greer was three years. That's something interesting to look at. Maybe there is a planned, um, you know, thing here not to let anybody get too loved, liked, or hated, and get a lot of people through there in rotations for experience within the company. It's hard. It's, it's hard to say, but now that you're you're seeing such a large pattern, okay. But see, you know, uh, but I would, Greer, I would agree Greer, with that, except for that. Okay, Paul was promoted. Cynthia left. Yes. When her contract came up, Cynthia left the company to move on over to uh, Gap. Well, you know, I, okay, Matt, I've been in, okay, hold on, Richard. I've been in situations where you're promised things. So, you know, you, you stay on, you, you do your, your good deeds because, hey, come in January, this is what's going to happen. Well, come January, well, now it's February, March, you, it doesn't come up. And what you do instead is you leave. And find your own, make your own better thing rather than, for whatever reason, you don't get what you wanted. Maybe Cynthia, you know, like a lot of you, don't think she was very good. There was no place for her to move. So, you know, her three years was up and she wasn't getting what she thought she would get. And but bye. what I was, well, okay, what but I was saying is that it was her choice. It wasn't like there was a rotation that was. Well, well, that's what I'm saying. Was forced no, out if she, her, whatever her payoff after, maybe, you know, maybe there's, some of these people are looking at it as. A duty you have to do, like a drill instructor in the Marines or the Air Force. You know, you you got to spend some time doing that. But where's my payoff at the end? Maybe Cynthia was expecting a promotion that she never got, and she said, "Screw you, I'll just go." All right. Well, here here's. I mean, let's put some other facts to this, right? Paul Pressler. Yeah. Well, Paul Pressler. Let's not mix it up with facts. All right. All right. Well, Paul Pressler left to get. He got promoted to do something else. But by the time Cynthia Harris' time, her three years was up and done, Paul had left. He, he had gone to the Gap already. Yeah, right. So it smelled of Paul taking Cynthia with him to the Gap. And, and, and that's, okay. that's, that's an old story, just like all the other sins of the world that have been around since the beginning. Uh, 
you know, I went, was, when I was with KB Holmes, a very prominent leader in the architecture department left. And, of course, the scuttlebutt around the office, just give it a couple months and that person, that person, and that person will be gone. They don't want to make it look too obvious, right? Because yeah. usually in the agreements are you're not stealing people. Two, three months later, there's one. Another month, there's one. And, hey, there's the other one. It's, it's not unheard of. But yet again, they didn't want to keep her, right? They would have found something for her. Sure. It was like, they, fine, they you know, we don't care. And then, uh, and then, you know, Matt, when his time was up, he left. And now that Ed's time is up, he's not getting promoted. He's retiring just as the son goes off to college. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's odd. But, you know, this, as he sounded like a guy that kind of had his ducks in a row. He may not need to work anymore. Who knows? Um, True. But again, is it a pattern? Is it something? Is it something that people are doing on their way out now? Hey, Matt, you're, we know you're going to leave in three years. Go, so, go be in charge of Disneyland for a while. Yeah. Well, we'll find out in three years, won't we? Yeah. Yeah. Mark the time down. Yeah. <laughs> put, it, put it in your calendar. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I don't know. It's it just seems odd now. It, it, that'll be twenty twelve. That'll be the end of the world. We yeah. that'll be the end of it all. Um, it just seems <laughs> now kind of convenient that the clock worked like that for all those people with all those different circumstances. Just seems odd. Yeah. Maybe yeah. maybe nothing at all. It just seems odd. Just a coincidence. How that's what a quinky dink. <laughs> I was thinking that, but wasn't going to say it. <laughs> What show is that from? Don't know. Don't really care. So, moving on. What what else are we going to talk about? Uh, well, excuse me. Um, <laughs> Such a classy show we're running. Yeah, you know. Uh, do we want to? All right. Do we want to talk about what uh, Pluto Region One sent to us? Or uh, sure. We don't really have anything else right at the moment, do we? <coughs> Not to. Not to degrade her email or anything, but it's an interest, interesting topic that will somewhat be approaching from the outside looking in with some experience from the inside. Sure. Uh, where did I close? I closed my email already. Oh, I have it. All right, you go ahead and read it this time. Okay. Thought this was really interesting, and perhaps you can discuss it on the show. This AM Bill Handel on KFI discussed an article in the LA Times about sick leave benefits with the major example being Disney Resort employees. Now, I understand they also talked about Walmart. I, I heard the, the um, promos for this segment, and I didn't catch it. Um, so, anyways, uh, D- Disney and uh, Walmart, Walmart. Yeah, were, Wally. Being, were being blamed for uh, the spread of the H1N1 virus is how oh, the, the promo went. And I just immediately thought, well, and the wife and I talked about it. You know, these are places where a large amount of people go. And unlike a lot of grocery stores now and Target that have those little uh, wipes like Monk has um, <laughs> to, to wipe things down if you want to wipe the handles of your, your, your grocery cart where the, you know, the kid, the, the parent before you had this snotty-nosed kid rubbing his snot and his is crap and touching his pee-pee and rubbing the, the handles, you know, that you're putting your hands on. Um, and who knows what that parent 
what virus they might be carrying from doing drugs or whatever. So now you can wipe that down. Um, you know, when you get in, um, finish the letter. I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah, you you get in the Space Mountain vehicles. Where where's your chance to wipe the panic bar down? That some you know person before you just hurled on or sneezed on or whatever. You know, this is gonna be another one of those things that you can't spot what's right in front of you. Yeah, you know who knows, but you know th- 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 we uh, developed countries also have more uh, immune disease oh. problems than undeveloped countries because, quite frankly, we've almost become too sterile hey, in Greg, some ways. But yes. next time, next time you go into the park, go through the west tunnel. Actually, you can go through either tunnel. They're just on the outside of the tunnel. You'll see those little hand dispensers that are hand sanitizers. We put a whole bunch of those little dispensers all over the parks. When, when in do particular, you do that? We did it about a week or two ago. Oh, uh, in particularly, uh, the places where they put the most hand sanitizer, they put them over where all the character meet and greets are. Oh. Since you're, since you're, you know, glad, you know, glad pressing, pressing the flesh and everything, and meeting everybody and touching everything, then you can go put your some hand sanitizer on and feel a little bit safer. See, there you go. Yeah, and and uh, yeah, don't let's not forget. I think it was. Um, uh, Jeff McPherson, or otherwise known as Dr. Tiki, who posted a study about hand sanitizer saying it was most of it's a load of crap, that it's not really doing anything for you. Um, Who's but been he suspiciously al- absent lately? Yes, he has. He's also posted interesting things like uh, sitting on a medicine ball does not help you over sitting on a chair, something like Leo <laughs> Laporte does. Uh, paying, <laughs> paying for monster cable over just a thin um, standard cable produces no better sound than the monster cable you know he had that's true a lot of these studies that he for whatever reasons you know that become popular myth um that you know this is better than that and it isn't always but i digress so let's go on with the email i know greg mentioned that d23 he had a run-in with a union guy yeah dressed as you know a fairy <laughs> that's peter, right. peter, peter pan is a fairy yeah, that's right well, okay. no, he's I don't a, know. He's not no, a fair. He's a lost boy. He's a lost boy. Yeah, how did he get pointy ears and funny shoes and all that? He's a lost boy from the. I don't know. Yeah, he did have pointy ears. Yeah, he did. Huh. Got okay. caught in uh, an automatic rice picking machine. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's, you know, actually uh, timely for today, right? Oh, yeah, I bought that today. I have to buy it tomorrow. I didn't you know, fun, I'd, funny enough, speaking of Walmart, the only reason I went to that store, I don't really like the store, but my daughter wanted to go there because she wanted to buy herself a copy. Plus, she wanted to buy the second season of Big Bang Theory because it was supposedly like half the price it was at the other stores. Well, guess what? They didn't have it in the store. But all but a, two copies, I think, of Blu-ray, the Blu-ray edition of Star Trek, were already gone. I was buying standard because I don't have Blu-ray. But, you got to get a Blu-ray machine. That's fun. Do you have one at home now? Yes, I do have one at home. When did you get one? I bought it about a month ago. Ah, you did not mention that. Oh, sorry, well. Did you get the one that has the Netflix plug-in or the YouTube plug-in? Or all? <laughs> yes, I did. It's very cool. So you got a Samsung then? Samsung's not the only one that has the Netflix, I don't think. But that, yeah, I, no, I, got a, I got a Panasonic. It's very nice. I got the BD60. Okay, and of course I'm sure it has BD Live. Yeah, of course it has BD Live. It's really neat. It's it's already hooked up onto the network, and I switch over onto that, and I got you know 
my hometown up there on the weather, and I got YouTube over here, and I got Pixel over there, and all a neat, fun little thing. And there's a whole bunch of open spots that says soon, to, you know, coming soon. So, oh, and Amazon is on there as well, so I can yeah. rent movies through Amazon. I'm Sorry, not no sure. Netflix, I'm told. What's that? Sorry, he no Netflix. He hasn't, he hasn't signed up for Netflix. I'm still, you know, I I like the idea of Blu-ray, but some of the stuff just looks unreal. It's almost too good. There's almost a fake quality you know, to it. I don't know. You know, I was, I was. It looks almost really, like video, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh no. Was, okay, let's let's requalify uh, that. Almost looks like daytime soap opera. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Way over the. Yes. I was like watching it fluorescent over, lighting. Prior, prior to uh, Circuit City going belly up, they had uh, they were showing off Indiana Jones and Keanu of the Crystal Skull, and it had that. They were showing the scenes, and it really looked like that fake video soap opera look. And I'm going, I, I'm thinking to myself, I don't know if I want to get into this because it really looks bad. But when I played, I got that on Blu-ray, and I played on my Blu-ray player. It's for some reason it's just the way they have their their sets set up. It looked great when I played it on my television at home. Um, so, I mean, it really had a good film quality. The contrast was really good. It did not have that overlit, uh, over-contrast look to it. So well, I guess it could, you know, display. Uh, it's, it's hard so, to believe every single display in every uh, store in every state is misset up, but... Uh, I don't know. It, it's I, I know exactly what you're talking about because when I saw it at uh, Circuit City and I saw it at Best Buy, it looked really bad. But when I played it at home, it looked really good. Yeah, I'm so. not saying saying that it won't. And, it, and I also wonder too. Uh, it's like I, I I had Netflix sent me send me a movie called Humps the other day. Oh, I remember that movie. That was a great what? movie. What Humps? Humps. H-U-M-P-S. H-A-U-M-P-S. Or whatever one. Um, it was made in 1976. Uh, and... That's what your uh, old Air Force base was named after, was after that captain. Actually, that particular name was never used in the movie. I mean, the uh, real... Oh, the oh, Beale was not used? No. But okay. that... Yeah, he was part of that. But anyways... Um, what I'm afraid of was some Blu-ray. If you buy an, let's say, an older movie, because most of the movies are still like twenty and thirty bucks, uh, and there's an occasional cheaper one on Blu-ray. Yeah. Is um, how much can you improve an older movie, let's say Men in Black, by getting it on Blu-ray over uh, up an upscan uh, DVD player that you know uh, ups, you know. Uh, for processes it to almost HD on a you know a well, standard DVD. I mean, upconvert is that the word you're hunting up, for? Upconvert, thank you. Yeah. Your 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 main thing is you gotta just think of it this way: if you're actually using a movie now on a television show, you're you're right because a television show, especially if they're using a uh, old video um, video scan lines, there's not enough to make it any difference. But a movie, if you're actually taking off the uh, footage, like Da Vinci, like one of those Da Vinci printers that we saw over at NAB or something like that, and you're actually doing a uh, uh, 2K conversion off of it, you will get a noticeably better picture. Especially if they go back and they redigitize the picture and they uh, get a, a good colorist in there, because they'll really 
bring it out nice and vibrant. A good example is the, it was just released a couple of weeks ago was Wizard of Oz. I have I've I've gotten that on a DVD and I've seen the Blu-ray and it still looks far superior on the Blu-ray than on the DVD. But what it comes and this is what I've been kind of watching out is what movies are worth getting on Blu-ray and what is good enough that DVD does well enough. I ended up getting um, Italian Job on Blu-ray just because it was part of a free offer. You get you buy the machine, you get a free Blu-ray, and it was the only one that I didn't have that looked pretty. You know, I wouldn't mind getting. Um, but I wouldn't mind getting uh, Italian Job on regular DVD. It just to me, it didn't have enough of the oomph that you would really had to get that in high definition. But certain movies, like I, I would like to go get Star Wars and then Star Trek. I'd like to get in Blu-ray, uh, you just know, because there's a lot more to it. There, I'm worried with older movies, like um, not not the newer Star Wars, because I think they'll look fine because of the way they were made. But I have a feeling older movies, like especially older sci-fi movies, with a lot of um, Traveling mats and, and those yeah, kind of things. You, you could see, you could see artifacts of. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm somewhat well, leery on those. I'd like to see them actually played before I purchase them. He's um, like, right now, I, I was looking at one today. A Samsung was 188 at at Walmart. That's about the cheapest I've seen this particular one. They actually today had 30 percent off all of their high def TVs. And a lot of their Blu-ray players were on sale, but I was only looking one for Netflix because I kind of looked at it as a trade-off. If I have to turn cable off, if I never find a job, you know, Netflix is real cheap at eight bucks a month, and I can stream movies. And to be quite honest, I was listening to Leo Laporte, and I don't buy into everything Leo said, but he had some industry expert on that lectures on this, <laughs> studies it, and bec- and he's talking. He was talking about the blue, the war between HD and Blu-ray, and during that time, a few companies kind of took advantage of the fight. Uh, Netflix is one. I think you said you can rent off Amazon. I've never looked at that. There are other companies that are providing streaming that will. It kind of almost defeats the purpose of buying. Blu-ray because you you know a lot of them will be streaming HD if they're not already streaming HD, and then I almost I dodged the bullet on my TV. I was getting blue spots. It's a five-year-old uh, uh, LCD, uh, high, um, high def, and luckily it was a recall item. Happened to find something on the internet where somebody had said, "Well, call customer service," you know. So I went to the place I bought it because I couldn't find my receipt, and they found out what date I bought it. Um, and then the guy couldn't get it to work. It's this EEPROM uh, reset thing. Uh, so he's doing it, and he kept shorting out, and he called. and said, well, that's your light cannon. And he started telling me, oh, that's 700 bucks plus insulation. It's going to be about $1,000. Well, I can buy another TV for $1,000 if yeah. I had it. And um, he noticed that there was a, something wrong with one of the wires. Well, they share this particular device to fix amongst the different uh, techs. Got a six on the shelf, and he says, oh, the guy's going to service this TV, he takes it with him. So he fixed a little wire on his little gizmo. Next thing you know, it ran the program it was supposed to run, and it updated the, the EEPROM chip. 
So I dodged a bullet on that. So we were talking about it, and he was telling me, you know, how many people he sees with Blu-ray out there, and we were discussing the quality difference. And, you know, Blu-ray is full HD, but very few TVs, if any, in the price range that most people are purchasing, are full HD. What? $1,000? You get $1,000 full HD televisions now. Progressive? Yes. No. Uh, most most well, most of your televisions that are out there, they're 1080 interlaced. No. You, you, you no. have to look. <laughs> no, no, no. You got to back off the microphones. You guys yell at each other. And then he told no. me, he, says, he goes, if you buy a new TV, do not buy plasma. And I'm thinking, my friend just bought a plasma. He loves it. He says, don't buy it. He noticed that I had my Wii hooked up. And I said, yeah, I don't use it much. But uh, he's like, for gaming, you don't want to buy a plasma. And I'm like, why? why? Because of the burn-in? And that's exactly what he said. And I said, you know, because of my old uh, Pioneer big screen I had, the big wooden box, you know, it was a pretty good size. Uh, and it actually, in its instructions, said do not play over a certain amount of hours at a time because you risk. Yeah. In fact, that was a topic on Leo Laporte's show this last weekend. He was talking about plasma and everything and, and gaming. And he said, yeah, just be careful, especially if you're doing games, something that has like a score that stays in one spot or a, a console that stays, stays in one spot, you don't want it on there for more than an hour, a couple hours because then you run the risk of a burn-in on plasma. How old is this information? What? About plasma burn-in and stuff. All. Well, this was fresh from the guy that works on them all the time. And I asked him about the uh, the LED ones because the, the, the doctor my wife works for, and he's up in all the high-tech stuff and he... Uh, he's friends with Ken Crane, so he's you know up to date on everything that's um, to do with home entertainment. Uh-huh. His his own home entertainment system uh, makes me want to shoot myself at you know when I come home after I've been to his house. It's like oh my god, you know he's got all the every every best piece you could have. I mean all his devices all update themselves on the internet. So if there's a, a firmware update, it's all automatic over the internet, or you know maybe he has to run a program. But they're all they're all internet connectivity. They all update, you know, and it's the best TV. I, but you I, guys I, got the guy's got money. My wife will deposit in one day what we make in a year or used to make in a year sometimes. Now that doesn't count for overhead and all that. But you know, he's not doing that bad. He's smart about his money and stuff too. But I, I, I you know, so sometimes we'll I say, oh, it's the latest on the TVs, and uh, right now. You know, he's into the LED ones, the much brighter, uh, the LEDs last a long time. But then the TV repair dude was telling me about a laser one. Uh, so, you know, I can't keep up with all the... Yeah, I, the the other night, uh, or yesterday morning, I had to go in extra early, so I had to get up at uh, 3 in the morning. And everything's set to uh, update themselves at 3 in the morning. Suddenly, as I'm sitting there just putting my shoes on, suddenly... <laughs> <laughs> everything kicked on. It startled me when all the fans come on and everything. And it's just going through a firmware update. Checking. Yeah, I'm, I'm used to that for my satellite box, but you know, not your amplifier. You know, your yeah. The you satellite know. did that, and the uh, Blu-ray did that too. Yeah, yeah. So he, he and then the TV dude's like, you know, you're lucky this thing's still going. I'm like, well, it's only five years old, or it's four years old. He says the average TV today, these electronic TVs. Five, maybe six is where most of them are failing. And he says, they just don't last like this old but, CRTs that just, you know, went on forever almost. But the TV manufacturers say you get 60,000 hours of viewing. Uh, you know, figure that out. For instance, my, that's, I've that's already, over 10 years. 
I've already changed my bulb, okay, in mine. And they said, ten, I called Panasonic. They said 10,000 hours. So I just did a quick little, you know, let's say it's on eight hours a day, seven days a week. That's more than it probably is. It's only three, uh, not even three and a half years of TV time. Okay. For one bulb. And then, you know, so you replace the bulb. Okay, so and, now multiply that by six to get your 60,000. Sure. And that's I, 18 years. I don't, you know, I don't think they're going that far. Based on what the TV repair dudes tell me, they're not lasting that long. There's just so much electronic crap in them, you know, versus an old CRT, which is pretty straightforward. They uh, had only a little bit of electronic crap. Uh, I mean, I had a black and white. I bought, I literally, I swear to God, I bought in 1972. I was, my brother and I were both given money to go to Zodi's uh, right by our house. Zodi's. Um, yeah, Zodi's. Like a hundred bucks. He bought a stereo system. I bought a black and white TV. In 19, let's see, when did I get out of the Air Force? Nine, uh, that was 88. Worked, I'm trying to think which place I was working at. I met these people. He was in the Marines. Probably early 90s. I gave this black and white TV away to them. They didn't really have much money. And um, it was still working. One of the best pictures I've ever had. 13-inch black and white. Um, you know, I feel like black and white. But think, look how last those darn things lasted. Now, now my big screen, my old uh, Pioneer, I had it fixed once. It was 600 bucks. Now it's kind of going in and out again. That one's lasted 10, 15 years. But he's saying these, you know, the, the plasmas, the LCDs, they're just not lasting all that long. I heard that with plasma. Five years, you're lucky if you get five years out of a plasma. So They were saying, they were saying uh, plasma is going 24,000 hours. Yeah, it's uh, two and a half. And- and Panasonic is saying uh, fifty thousand on the one that I yeah have. see, I I, I okay. see call sixty thousand hours, but that's okay. okay. That, that's like your timing belt on a car. Uh, the Nissan van versus the Plymouth van, same van, right? One will tell you that timing belt needs to be changed at fifty thousand. The other one will tell you one hundred twenty yeah. years, one hundred twenty. Yeah. You know, same exact thing. So I, you know. I we, I guess seeing is believing because I'm just basing it off a dude that came to my house who was you know he was an independent guy who uh, services under Panasonic's warranty and probably does other people's warranties too. Uh, anyway, anyway. <laughs> he's just given me his anecdotal information yeah. based on what he sees. Like he was going to tell me, he says, "I'm going to tell you if you had." I was going to tell you if you had to replace that light cannon, not to do it because you can buy a TV for that. Um, so oh, yeah, well that's that's like on the whole dryer issue right now. The main electronic board that controls the dryer is broken. Well, how much does that cost? Oh, it's about five dollars cheaper than if I uh, just go ahead and buy a whole new dryer. I mean, we spent—I can't remember. Well, I took a look at what we spent for the dryer and what the part, what this part cost. Uh, this part cost, I think it was like. $50, no, it's not even that much. It's $25 less than what I paid to buy the dryer in the first place. So, I paid yeah. for the part and then $25 for the rest of the dryer. Yeah, so anyways, uh, the whole Blu-ray thing, I really, I'd like to get it, but again, when you can stream high def, sometimes you're like, why? Okay, okay but see, yeah. you, what you stream, you can't keep it, right? Uh, not necessarily. Some, you know, uh, some like Apple TV, you you actually purchase and they end up in your your hard drive. Uh, uh, the TV dude said he saw my uh, 
my network attached storage, my NAS drive sits right next to my TV on the on the stand, kind of behind it. He says, "Oh, is that for movies?" I said, "No, no, no. That's just, you know, I had to. I explained to him what it was. Oh, he says, I was just not too long ago at a guy's house who had something that looked like that that he download downloaded movies to, because uh, our systems that will store them, you know, depending on what you're, where you're getting them, I guess, and what you're doing. I haven't really got into that much. I've just used the Netflix uh, uh, part. I haven't." looked at any other services. I know Apple TV does it. I haven't got into that. I know Chris from uh, uh, Canada. He doesn't even uh, have cable or anything anymore. He does it all by download. So That's cool. Okay, well, right. back okay, on the fin- original finish, letter. Finish the reading. The- <laughs> why, don't we start, why don't we start from the beginning so we can remind ourselves what this letter was well, about. Well, it's, it's about the, you know Disney and sick leave and H1 virus and all that stuff. So I know Greg mentioned that D23 had a run-in uh, with a union guy about Disney benefits, and I know that Disney provides some of the best health care benefits in the country, even better than what I'm offered at the U.S. government. What Handel said sounded like there's a cast, I'm quote, air quoting, a cast system when it comes to Disney benefits because my husband's Disney benefits are good. Anyways, I know, Mike, you worked at the hotel and could probably speak to this. My husband works in the media operations and is a non-union, and they have great benefits. Yet Handel is saying Disney has 31 unions, and it's been a union park, or see, it's been union since the park first opened. They seem to have less benefits than someone like my husband. Perhaps there is something about the cost structure of the hotel business. Perhaps this is more to do with what benefits the unions are interested in extracting than what meets their uh, meets the eye. Then she's got a link to the LA Times article, uh, Pluto Region 1. Uh, PSDCP stands for Disney Consumer Products Division. Okay, well, <clears throat> I clicked we may, that. Uh, did we trip over that maybe last week or something about DCP? It's not in here. Could be. So, anyways. Uh so yeah, I clicked that link, and the main thrust of the story was some lady who worked at the hotel for uh, 21 20 years. years was getting in trouble because she called in sick because she had no paid sick time. And you know, I'm thinking I remember having paid sick time, but I was young when I was working there. I didn't have to. Well, use let's it. let's go back to um, Richard and I can both speak to this. I, you know, we've both been in the union or run the union. He still works there. When you're when you miss any time at work, if you're late to work, there's a point system, and you're allotted so many points a year. 99.9% of the people will never use them all or come right to the edge and then know, uh, you know, no matter hell or high water, they better oh. get to work, right? Yeah, it, yeah, and, there, and there's numerous, uh, what do you want to call them, fail states or uh, notice warning spots where you'll hit there's there's if you get so many points within three months if you get so many points within six months and then if you get so many points within a year and as you approach one of those danger levels you'll get a little you'll get called in the office and your manager will say hey you're starting to score too many points this is you know here's here's a sheet of where your points are are coming one of those what Hmm? one of those what one of what what did you say danger levels? Danger, danger, Will Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> One of those warning levels, yes. One of those danger levels, Will Robinson. Danger, danger, Robinson. Yeah, you'll get one of those little notes coming in that'll say, "Hey, you're approaching uh, notes." I, the last one I got was, I just happened to 
Well, I was it, it had a couple places where I ended up in uh, first aid a couple times, and suddenly I get this call into the office, and I'm being warned, "Hey, you know, I'm supposed." And even my manager says, "You know, this isn't my idea. These things are generated by a computer that says you need to talk to your cast member." I understand where you were coming from when you got, you know, these injuries. I know what you, what was going on at the time, but I just need to say that you're at this little warning level. Be careful. Don't get yourself in any trouble. Do you have anything you want to add on to it? Sign here, and that's that. And, you know, it wasn't, it was like, they, it was what they would refer to as a coaching. Uh, it wasn't something that uh, necessarily was uh, uh, disciplinary, but they, they, you, you get those little coachings prior to, although, Greg, you and I have talked about that numerous times when, okay, if you're going to write it down as a coaching, then that's still a level of disciplinary action. Um, but it's, you, yeah, it's hard to tell a guy in the union he hasn't been disciplined when he's just been warned because it, it goes yeah. into your permanent, permanent record. <laughs> but, but in the meantime, yeah, when you, re when you reach these levels, you, you, you get plenty of notice that that you're 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 about to cross the line don't cross the line and then when you do cross the line then it goes through your regular thing you get your little you know slap on the wrist and then you actually get a uh some sort of uh, other disciplinary you know it goes through your regular stages of disciplinary action it's not something that we're going to oh you went one point over we're going to give you five day suspension no it goes through your regular uh, disciplinary action warning, blah blah blah, and all that stuff down the line. So, okay, whatever. So you know, outside of that, I mean, when you're calling in, you unless you have sick pay, I mean, there's been plenty of times where I've called in sick, and it's like I might have one or two hours of sick pay left. Okay, just give me what you got, and the penalty is I don't get paid for the day. That's the real penalty. Sure. Okay, but all right. So let me, you know, let me give you the rundown. So this lady, twenty-one years, uh, she had to leave early. She lost wages and got her disciplinary points. Okay. So, you know, it'd, it'd be one and a half points. Sir. Well, okay. So Greg and I were talking. You know, there. If she's worked there for twenty-one years, is she part-time? Do part-time people not get paid sick time off? Because later in the article, it talks about how she, you know. Oh, oh, that's right. Her union had to give up her sick time. Where is that line here where it talks about the union? Oh, yeah. Uh, the union, Unite Here Local 11, cut off sick pay for about 2,000 workers or other workers earlier this year because of a contract dispute. A spokesman said the union was forced to eliminate the benefit because Disney refused to cover rising health care costs. Okay. So what does that mean? No sick time off for you, but we'll cover your freaking insurance? Okay. My okay, this 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 one. When, when I I actually used to belong to H E R E six eighty one out of Long Beach, and my understanding is local eleven six eighty one became local eleven. Um, okay, I'm just going by what I have heard, know, and everything. There has been a contract dispute for a little bit of while with uh, <laughs> unite, that unite here. What's so funny? Uh, I, I'm sorry. I'm picking on his speech patterns tonight. A little bit of while he, he 
here's what I uh, here's what I well you know here's, here's what I heard no you know <laughs> I'm sorry I'm, just, it's, I'm I'm trying I'm trying I'm trying to I'm amusing because, myself yes you're amusing yourself I don't need to hear that gee <laughs> um <coughs> the, the whole stickler has been healthcare Disney does have a I consider a very good healthcare plan uh, because one thing is you're not locked in you, there's several different things you can go to HMOs PPOs you could go to Kaiser well, they have what's stuff. commonly referred to as a cafeteria plan exactly so the understanding I have is that the union has been like Teamsters does has been running their own they run the health plan the company just gives the union the money to run their health plan. Disney would really like to bring these cast members under their regular umbrella of the cafeteria health plan to come under the one company plan. The union is against that. They want to maintain their own plan separately for their members. And in the meantime, yeah, health care is rising. And the union says, Disney, you need to pay us more. And Disney says, well, no, we can't afford that. Here's how much money we're planning to spend if your if your members come under our cafeteria plan. This is how much we would be expecting to spend per your union member. This is how much we'll give you to do that. And they're looking at going. That's not enough. You need to give us more. And that's where basically it's coming down to is the union wants more money for their health plan. Disney says, well, if you can't handle it, let them just come back over onto our cafeteria plan. So that's where I can imagine where the story goes that uh, this hotel worker didn't get their pay because the union isn't hasn't been getting the pay from except for what Disney contractually signed on the previous uh, uh, agreement is still continuing continue to honor the previous agreement because these folks have been working without a contract for a little while now. You would think, though, that if if Disney's plan is to get them under their thing, they would say, you know, you know, okay, your union had to piss away your pay time off, but if you would just, you know, vote, you know, vote with, when your union has elections or whatever, you know, negotiation, and tell them, hey, well, see, you know, see, Disney doesn't usually argue that in public, like the Unfortunately, it seems like in the time I can remember, you know, Disney just doesn't make that kind of public statements with stuff like that they you know i don't know why but yeah maybe you know richard was there weren't you there during the big strike in what was it 79 80 or 81 whatever uh, yeah there was the the one that was like right there 81 82 and then there was the one that we had what wasn't quite as big but it was a pretty interesting strike that happened back in 90 it was the same group. It was the Master Services Plan. Yeah, and, and that one, I was—I want to say it was the early '80s one. Really left a lot of bad blood and taste. Um, that's where a lot of people turned their back on Ron Dominguez after that one because, you know, they thought he was on their side, and I guess he made a, a big decision about what they were going to get or not going to get, according to some people. Um, so, you know, I don't know. They just don't seem to to go public with that stuff. It's it, and and in a lot of ways, it is no one else's business, but. The union, they have the union, or I should say, the, the employees have either elected fellow employees to represent them in their in their association or union, or they have representatives to these nationals. They're the ones who are responsible to um, negotiate in good faith. 
And they do usually a crappy with, job at it. Usually, well, and, yeah, because and they're more interested in themselves, the union as a larger whole than the individual person. They, you know, they're they're and I, you know, and I say this with all sincerity. I mean, they're they're worried about their retirement funds and all that kind of stuff that pays is paid out of your dues into their pocket. And then and how I, often do you really get to to use the benefits of those unions? They're yeah. worthless and, bastards. And and I will I will I'll say this. This is strictly my personal opinion on the whole thing, is that the union that is in dispute there, Local 11, they, in my opinion, have always had more of a political agenda rather than the uh, uh, look of their the, their membership. Uh, what am I trying to say? The benefits uh, to their We're members. The, they're, they're, they've had more of a political agenda more than their members' benefits in mind. And it got to a point that because they were... Uh, people that I also worked with, they were represented by the same union. They were in the process of trying to decertify this union to not represent them. So, so you look at them as being the type that they're they're more into the political cause that we're fighting for the little guy. The little right. guy really never gets anything and he gets the shaft while we're doing all of our, of our political maneuvering. Right. And it got to such a point that the nationals came to uh because it kind of the hotel workers are still represented by local 11 the two parks are local are represented by local 50 well the parks folks were in the process of trying to decertify the union because they didn't want this union representing them they they realized that the union union was not looking out for their benefits they were going for this political aim so they were in the process of decertifying. The national came in and said, well, wait, wait, wait. Before you leave us, if we gave you your own local, would that satisfy you? And they said, yeah. So that's how Local 50 got created. And um, they signed a contract almost right off the get-go because they have a, you know, like what you and I have dealt with in the past, there's a certain bit of reality you have to come to. They, Disney is... A business, and there are certain things that you can and cannot expect to have happen on that. And they, I thought they had a decent contract. They're very happy with the contract. You know, you look at it. Everybody always wants more. I would like to get paid more and everything, but I can't complain because it's, you know, I'm getting, you know, pays the bills. Yeah, so, buys Blu-ray players and big screen <laughs> TVs, and, and and it gives me really good good medical care. So. Gets my, you know, takes care of my kids. Gets them to the dentist on time, hopefully. So, but you know, it, it's and that's where it kind of stands. Where this, where local eleven, uh, a lot of people left local eleven to go over to this new local fifty because they just are not seeing the benefits of having that local. Uh, continue with them. But in the meantime, you do have a lot of uh, uh, workers that are over at the hotels that, for whatever reason, they're just going to follow this local, and they just pretty much do whatever this local tells them to do. Well, I don't know how to say this without sounding like a total ass. Um, (laughs) Well, then don't even try. (laughs) Well, um, the union... the. The hotels in general 
the hotel industry in general, especially in this area, a lot of them are uh, lower educated ethnic people who probably believe what the union is telling them more than the independent thought of reality. Um, so they're looking for every single benefit dollar. And as long as those union guys tell them this is the way it should be, they're pretty much in lockstep with those guys. Yeah, and it's just kind of a shame that, uh, you know, there's not somebody that can come to the realization of what's going on and that they that they would listen to. That's that's the big thing is they just won't listen to it. So you can say whatever you want to try to explain to them. And the company actually, you know, you were talking about Disney tries to play it low-key. They try not to, you know, advertise and get heavy-handed. Disney actually has kind of gone out of a little bit of a character, and they have actually put some... Uh, uh, post not posters, but put leaflets up on the uh, company boards that they have out there, saying, you know, consider what's being, you know, what's being offered. Consider what's being talked about here. Here's here's the things they've actually tried to put an explanation out there, but unfortunately, it just seems to be falling on deaf ears. So, yeah, we'll what, what 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 are you gonna do? I mean, and. A lot of people just still do believe there is <coughs> there is this belief that you know unions are for the little guys. They're they're infallible. They're they're fighting the good fight. And they yeah, back always, in 1901. Yeah, to get rid of child labor and a lot of that. Not granted. Now we saw some inequities when I was union president and other positions. And then I just saw a lot of why are we protecting the same guy again? Why is yeah, the this one? Dip, the, dip, well, the dirt bag, right? Well, no, not even dirt bags, but just a lower common denominator. You know, why is this guy always pushing the edge? Like, he thinks he can uh, fall asleep on post, or he thinks he can read, or he can always be chronically absent. You know, whatever the problem was, 98.9% .9 of the people were good Joes. You never had a problem. But there was a small percentage of those good Joes, bad Joes, that you were always representing. And there was a, sometimes, I have to say, I think certain people in management, sometimes those certain people in management were recent conversion to management. Those are the ones that always amaze me. So, wait, wait you've, been, you've been one of us. Now you're management and you're coming down heavy-handed. You know, I don't, I don't know if some of those people suffered from a little bit of... You know, I'm going to um, show management I'm I'm a tough guy and I'm, I'm not their buddy by screwing them. You know, well, what's what's even funnier is when you get those same guys that when they were in the hourly position, they're arguing one way, and then when they get into the management's position, well, I never said that, and they're well, that's wrong. That, that, well, quite honestly, there were, there were a few people who <laughs> spent their life not doing anything and then became management. Next thing you know, they're they're better than now holier than now and all kinds of vows um, that and it just used to sicken me to think wait this is the person that I used to work with and you can never find them or you know whatever the thing was and they they get picked for whatever reason they look good in the suit or you know they they fit some image the company's looking for or they said the right thing kissed the right butt sucked the right whatever <laughs> um, you know who knows but yeah you know unions I've 
you know, th- there's always pluses and minuses. It's it's nice. Th- I guess it, it has been nice to where I can say, here it is in black and white. This is what the explanation was, and here's where our the agreed understanding was on it. So if there was ever a question on. Uh, how something was to be done or why it was to be done, like disciplinary actions. You can't just automatically just go, guy's fired. No, you have to follow the rules and you have to be able to document what you're going through. So it's kind of nice in those respects. There's other times where the unions just flat out can get kind of get in the way at times. Um, one that I was joking about this uh, last couple of weeks. Do you remember those guys that had the uh, crystal arts that you could put to the picture? Yeah, into uh, the Lucite Square and everything. Yeah. Yes. Okay. They had. <coughs> they were an outside company, a lessee, and as a consequence, they were non-union. So the union started uh, complaining about them, and they started saying, you know, doing all this. They started having their little protests on it, to the point that I don't know if they just decided to close up shop and move on, or if if their lease was up or whatever, but. They're gone. They're no longer at Disneyland. The uh, the cart that was out uh, along the bridge has something else on it. They no longer have a stand inside the world of Disney, and they closed up this this shop, which used to be the Geppetto shop, has been closed now for a couple months over in Fantasyland. And I was joking about, yes, another wonderful job by unions making sure that more people are going out of work because all those people lost their jobs when that place closed up. Well... Uh, okay, are, are you 100%? I mean, do you know? No, no, I, I don't know in the entire story of you it. You don't know why they left? I don't I don't know what the reasons why they left. No. Okay, so in a, in a lot of ways, you're doing a disservice by speculating that it was a union problem when well, it may not have been a union well, problem. Well, you know, may as well blame them, right? Why not? Yeah, yeah why, not? Yeah, why not? You need a scapegoat, pick, the, pick on the union. Uh, <laughs> okay, I, I, I'm still... Uh, I'm still of the mind that they're doing... More harm than good in this day and age. You know, I'm I I badmouth the unions a lot. I have some mixed feelings because I, I think there are some companies that will take advantage. Now, granted, you can go to the um, uh, Department of Labor. You can make complaints without a union and get action. Uh, some people believe that that's a harder route to go than having a union there to protect you. But what I do believe the unions do is protect the lowest common denominator and bring you all down to that level. Yes, because, yeah, you're all thrown in the same bucket as this guy who yeah. always well, pushes the envelope. There there are there are other things that are benefits. I've always maintained that I uh, like a lot of the trade unions to a certain extent because a lot of them, the idea, let me go back to the idea of the trade union is that you're bringing a person up in the union as an apprentice, a, a journeyman, then an apprentice, then a tradesman going in, so that they are getting a better quality product. Is that always the case? No, it's not always. Well, the see, case. you're you're, but you're that's using the idea. Ar- you're using an argument that I had with a, a dad at football years ago, and you know he was telling me I couldn't last two days on a union job, and I said, <laughs> "Buddy, I used to be a union president." You know, <laughs> Granted, it was a little different work, but I, I didn't tell him what the work was necessarily because it wasn't the point. I was trying to say that you, just because you're in the union doesn't necessarily mean it's any better. Yeah, they do have those programs. I'm a journeyman. I'm a you know whatever. 
Right. It, it, I know a lot of non-union construction people who are just as good, if not better, than union oh, yeah. people that have gone through the, all those different levels. Their worth, work ethic is much better because they're, let's say they're scrapping every day for their job. They're not protected by a union or being, you know, their job's being uh, given to them by unions. But then on the other hand, I, I know some really highly skilled Union people, so I, I can't say that they've been done wrong uh, by the union. Oh. But to assume that just because they're union, they're better, you know, that's like saying I, Caltrans is better than someone oh else. Oh my gosh! I, I, you know, I they agree. take years to do projects, except when they get bonuses after earthquakes. But they're pretty much in the business of keeping themselves in business by going as slow as they can up and down the streets when they repave them. And, and going for the lowest common denominator again. I agree with you 100%. I mean, that's what, that's the those protest signs you've been seeing outside of Disneyland. You know, how many oh. union people does it take to change a light bulb? Yeah. You know? Well, we have to go do a... First, uh, first a supervisor has to be there. Of it. We got to go do a survey of that. We'll make an agreement on how well, to do Well, someone it. has to turn the light circuit off, and that's not the lamper. The lamper only can screw the bulb in. Well, wait, you need a ladder. Well, that's not my union. I've got to go get a ladder guy. Or, you know, oh, I can't open the door to go into that shop. you got to get a guy that's got to get, you know, it's just horseshit. Yeah. But but I agree with you. The, the, but the, there's, the idea of the trade unions is a valid idea. It just doesn't always necessarily work out that way. And there's a lot of people that are awesome workers that are, maybe they awesome. were part of the, Awesome dude, uh, that do great that do great work, and it shouldn't be. Uh, I do great work. Do great work. <laughs> but that's what that's what that protest is. Is the uh, uh, the wood uh, a lot of the work that was going on? They have some uh, non-union uh, companies that have come in with better bids that do great work over at the hotels that Disney uh, took them as the contractor to do the bid. So. Unions are out there protesting that. So. But see, you know, on, on I can't say for a hundred percent, but on most jobs like that, you're talking construction work that was going on, right? Yeah, yeah. Most of the time, not always. Um, you have to pay them prevailing wages, anyways, which is basically union wages um, right. or close to it. But they don't have some of the other, let's say, um, baggage that the union labor would have. Uh, so I, um, and like a bureaucratic structure sucking off your dues and doing so, so, something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Uh, but you know, cause I worked on many or with many contractors who were not union, but you know, when they did work, uh, with the city, like in city of orange, they had to pay prevailing wages and they had to prove that their payroll paid prevailing wages, but they could still hire non-union. Yeah. And, and you're right. They didn't have the same overhead that, a lot of the union ones would have. So, again, you know, it's it's a matter of opinion. I know some people are just, you know, sold on union. Best thing ever. You know, save my save my life. I worked in a union, you know. <laughs> Look for the union oh, I, 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 can tell, I can tell you that um, I would like to make the, what was the average? That would be a good closing song, Mike. Seven. <laughs> Was it seventy bucks as an automaker, uh, or is it forty-five? Yeah. Whatever it was, some high wage. Now, granted, your life isn't somewhat in their hands. You're in in a vehicle that 
at some point not supposed to fall apart. So much of it's done by the computer. What they're actually doing is not as skilled as it used to be, like when your grandfather worked on the uh, um, oh, the yeah. Lock, Richard. Yeah. But you know the um, I, I don't know. You know, it's it, it's that socialist versus free market thing. What is a person's uh, worth? Not not a person, but the 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 labor they're doing. You know, at some point, a grocery clerk and a, a, a physician have a different value to society. Correct. Uh, so, you know, so you're not going to pay them the same and thing. They're all valuable, but not at the same level. You know, so it's it's hard. Yeah. And that's what's bothering me. You know, and I don't there, think it's political, also- but when you start saying people can only make so much or we're going to limit your bonuses, you know, that is starting to get. Uh, plus, 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 there's also an investment. I mean, you're talking about the person that's running the cash register compared to the open heart surgeon. That surgeon's invested a lot more time, a lot more money in schooling to be able to do what he's doing than the person that's punching the button on the cash no, register. Not so necessarily. There's, there's, that person punching the button may be an out of work uh, plastic surgeon. I mean, you never know. Well, but, uh, true, but we're talking. We're talking about in general. That per, the person, the value. Or it could of the be an out-of-work architect, you know. I mean, yeah, we know. <laughs> but then again, a monkey could run those scanner machines these days. I'm, I'm sorry. The clerk, the I'm sorry if anybody is a full-time clerk or scanner at a uh, grocery store. It's just not what it used to be. Uh, in fact, I go when ones that have self-service lines. I do it myself because I would rather not have the hassle um, of waiting in line. And I like. Yeah, it you to- save some time. Yeah. So, anyways, I do that at Home Depot, too. It's my favorite line. <laughs> All right. Well, this is supposed to be a commentary on, um, uh, you know, no sick time because people should be staying home for H1N1. And well, is, is that what the article in, said? Turn into union bashing. How can they blame Disney and Walmart as two poster children for spreading H1N1 because what are they trying to say that the people who should stay at home because they might be suffering from the virus which I think a lot of it is overblown. No, nobody knows, yeah. No, the the title of the article is for many ill with the flu staying home isn't an option. Workers without paid sick leave are often penalized for absences. Congress plans to consider legislation next week that would guarantee workers paid sick time. Okay. So yeah, that's what we need I, is the federal government say, freaking getting involved yeah, again. Get, get, get involved again. I will say right now, Disney has been putting out a uh, number of uh, newsletters out. It's been, I think, in the Disneyland line. If you're sick, if you're feeling sick, stay home. Don't you know? Don't come to work. You don't want to come, go spreading things out. Are you going to incur points? Yes, you are. But like we talked about. Your points you're going to get for the first day. If you do a continued call sick the next day, you don't get any more points. You just get the first the initial points. Are you going to lose pay? Possibly. I, you know, if I, I have the benefit that, and most people do have the benefit that you, you do have a, an allotment of sick time hours that you build up throughout the year. If you've used them all up. Then you're well, just not going. You don't have any more. Too to bad get. for you. Yeah. Well. Yeah, you've used all your sick pay up. And if it's really, um, and if it's a true illness, then you know FMLA. So at least you can keep your job. Yeah, there, there's 
there there's a lot of things to go around and the main thing is Disney has been putting out the line that they don't want you coming in sick for the very reason that we do have thousands of people around there that we don't want you to make contact with and pass the you know pass the bug along to um so I, I agree. If you're going to accuse Disney and Walmart of spreading the bug, then you might as well accuse every school that requires their students to have an attendance. Otherwise, you're going to get a, you, you get marked down for attendance. You lose that perfect attendance that you're working on. You might as well call every job because you, at one point or the other, you're going to have to work. And Mike, you, you work in an uh, office, I'm sure, that has a lot of people there, and you have a lot of contact with outside people. Um, Dude, I work give, for... Don't, I, I work, don't give them that much credit. Hey, I work for the health department. <laughs> I have to go into friggin' free clinics exactly, and... Exactly. And the um, animal shelter and other undesirable you know, places like we, that. If, 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 you're going to, if you're going to accuse Disney and Walmart, you might as well shot, shut down every shopping mall you might as well uh, close down all your grocery store. I mean, you just just let's end stop life altogether. Okay. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it gets to the point of being a little bit nitpicky and ridiculous, and you know, it just and yeah, if Congress gets involved in this, it's only going to screw things up more. Well, you can be sure they are. But what's interesting is I heard a survey today. How many people think government should require you to carry health care? It was like 68%, 20-some percent. But then the question was asked, um, what if um, you – so you believe in that you, you should have to carry health care. Like let's say in California, you, you have to have uh, uh, car insurance unless you're an illegal alien. Then you can drive scot-free. Um, yeah, I've how, been hit by a few of them. So I have, I have to. It's, it's, you know, that's why you have to carry extra insurance for uninsured – uh, or what they should just call illegal alien driving insurance. That's right. But it's called yeah. uninsured driver. Um, okay, now, so then the question was asked, do you believe there should be jail time for those who don't carry health insurance? And then it went the other way around. Now 80-some percent or 60-some percent is opposed uh, and only 20-some. Well, then what's your incentive to carry it? Well, well there isn't any, yeah. Yeah. Who cares? Slap of the wrist. Well, see, yeah. it, you know, it's it's like smoking, you know, pot in California. It's just a ticket. Come on. Well, uh, Greg, you were there when you know an illegal alien took me out. <laughs> yes, I was. So you know, you know the. Yeah, so well, somebody, Mister Paranoid, because of the jacket I was wearing, uh, all worried that they would think we have money. Yeah. Well, that, that was kind of funny. But. The dude asked me, or no, he didn't ask me. Someone on the street corner that could translate for him asked me. So, are you going to pay him now or later? <laughs> yeah, you just tell him when the cop shows up, we'll figure it out. Well, we'll take it to court and let the judge decide. No, that dude got his car impounded. He had no oh, driver's cool. license. He had no Very ID. He, he got his, he, he, yeah. Driving with his lights off. Yeah. Um, maybe yeah. the lights didn't no, even work. The, uh, who knows? But yeah. <laughs> so... Well, I, I got backed into it. You know, I, I've been backed into twice, and I haven't quite figured out what is going through these morons' minds when they do this. They're stopped. I pull, you know, you pull up behind them. And in this instance, I was leaving my uh, kid's school, and all of a sudden, I see the back, you know, the, the backup lights come on. It's like, oh, you know, you're looking for your uh, get it and, you know, put it in reverse. Bam. So I was livid this time. I, I've had enough. Got to go, you got fucking insurance? <laughs> 
You fucking speak English? Because, <laughs> <laughs> of course, they were of the descent that, you know. It usually doesn't. And, of course. And, and, no, and realize. Uh, no wobble, no wobble. No you know what? Flip, you know, flip open the phone. Uh, I've been hit by somebody without insurance. Blah, blah. And next thing you know, hey, whoa, whoa, you don't need to do that. Oh, no, nah, you speak English, huh, fucker? Uh, so <laughs> they didn't get their car impounded. I don't even know if they had a driver's license. Well, um, okay, did the police show up? Uh, yes, they did. So he must have been able to produce driver's license registration because it, you know, possibly. But they didn't have insurance. They, I don't know if they were legal or illegal. At that point, I don't really give a shit. No, <laughs> my car's pissed. jacked. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm pissed. You know, and and I have to carry extra uninsured driver. You know, it's mandatory you have to have insurance in California. Why would they even offer uninsured driver? Because they know all the fucking illegal aliens don't carry it. Right? Yeah. For instance, yeah. right now, you do you want a do you want your H one N one flu virus shot? No, I'm not getting uh, well, that I can't shit. Take no, it. hell no. I can't take it anyways. Why can't you take it, Dick? Uh, because I have a uh, allergic reaction to flu shots. This is a different flu shot. It's not the same thing. It's a still it's, it's, flu. it's still incubated in chicken eggs. It's, it's, I, I know, it's, it's still, okay. it still has the I'm, same protein. So. I'm, I'm giving I'm giving Dick a hard time. Um, now I'm not, not in a demographic. I. I I'm not in a demographic that needs it or they're recommending it for first. In fact, when I was in the hospital getting my uh, little heart test, they offered me the regular flu shot. And I guess it's a requirement. They said, we're required to offer it to you. I said, you know what? I never take the flu shot. I never get the flu. I don't blame people who get the flu and you know on the shot because that does happen, but it's usually because you already have it in your system. Um, I said, no, no, I'll pass. You know, Don't need it. But... <coughs> You probably will have to pay to get your flu shot, but you know your H1N1 if you want it. Except if you're an illegal alien or a convict in California. Yeah, so you know, which, go, which have go priority over us. Anyways, so. Well, it's like sending your illegal alien kids to school. You don't pay taxes, send them to school for free. School is not free. I don't care what you freaking say. Public school is not free. You pay for it through your taxes. Taxes, yes. Unless you don't pay, and then and then some, because you you pay for it in the taxes, and then when you're in school, they're going to ask you for all this sort of donations. Oh, by the way, you need money for this. You need this because oh, they're cutting believe, all this. Yeah, I I know because football yeah. in my city costs almost a thousand dollars. And get this, so it's like seven hundred fifty. Then they want volunteer time. If you don't want to volunteer, it's an extra like two hundred fifty bucks. Uh, so I'll I'll go public with this. I I applied for scholarship. And I applied for the scholarship when, at first, I had just had my pay low, lowered by 20 or 30%, and I didn't think I was going to be able to afford it. And they came back and said, we'll give you half scholarship. I said, well, I, you know, and by this time, I told them I was out of a job. I have no money. You know, my, my decisions are, do I pay for my, um, my mortgage, my car insurance, my car, food, or football? Football. Yeah, and, and I already informed them it was unconstitutional in the state of California to charge for extra, extracurricular activities that are associated with the school, such as football. And I can give you the Supreme Court finding, and I did. And they still want your money. Well, we're the booster club. Well, I don't want to be a member of the booster club. My kid just wants to play football. So, of course, they say, well, we're not going to issue equipment. Well, they issued equipment because I know they, they can't not, not. do it. Yeah. Well, now it gets to the end-of-the-year banquet which usually the kids go for free and the parents pay. And I've been having kind of an on and off um, argument 
if you will, with the uh, boosters. I volunteered to photograph the junior varsity team. And this year, they asked me. Somebody on the booster club asked me. They're never. They never put any pictures up last year. I took for the freshmen, and I've been putting them on Flickr. And I said, "Here, you can just download them from Flickr." Oh, well, we can't do that. Then after like three quarters of the year goes by, we couldn't use them because they had your copyright on them. Okay, I'm telling you, they're mine. You can use it. All right, I'll take the copyright off. Well, no matter what happened, they never posted. Well, finally, like halfway through the season this year, they say we only post varsity pictures. Oh, okay, I get it. It's all about varsity. Well, it, that is. It's the the goal. Well, I know that's the goal, but you know, how are you going to promote? your program and get kids excited if you only think about varsity. So I've been putting them on my Flickr site anyways, and I made an FTP for Flickr. Idiots, no way. The F, yeah, know. they couldn't do it. Yeah. And I said, well, if you want to run oh, Flickr. Idiots, no way. The F, yeah, know. they couldn't do it. Yeah. And I said, well, if you want to run it, I said, if, if I run the website, I'm going to redesign it. And if you want that, that's fine. But I'm not going to use the piece of crap website you have right now. And then last, they said, well, last year we had an AP photographer volunteer, and he never rah, 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 rah. And I, so I went to the website. I said, did you take those AP pictures down? Because I don't see anything on your website that's the quality of an AP photographer. Oh. Yeah. So we've been having this kind of tit and tat uh, back and forth as they complained. Then they told me I wasn't volunteering. And they put me on the snack bar duty. I said, I can't. I'm on the field taking pictures, and my wife works. Um well, you've got to find a replacement. I said, I never volunteered to be in a snack bar. I'm not finding a replacement. I, I don't really know that many parents on the team. So I'm like, oh, God, you guys are so unorganized. They're down to like from 22 to 4 members. People have quit, got sick of the program. So anyways, long story short, uh, they sent an email out saying there were like 30 families who haven't paid their obligations. And they hate to do this, but if you're not paid up, your kid can't go to the banquet. Well, last year they sent similar things out, but they gave you an option just to buy the banquet ticket, you know. Well, this time they're not even doing that. So they're going to penalize my kid, can't go to the banquet, because I haven't paid my, my um, uh, $750, even the half of it, the four, almost $400 uh, on half scholarship, because uh, they're going to take it out on the kids. And so I wrote, a little, yeah. I wrote them a little email saying, sins of the father. Uh, you you said you wouldn't take it out on the kids. The, the, the coaches would never know whether or not a kid was on scholarship. Uh, we already know it's unconstitutional for you to charge money for the kid to play sports. So indirectly, you are violating the Constitution because you're going to say he can't go to something because he didn't pay his dues, which are already constitutionally illegal. I never got an answer to that email. So... So this episode of Political Gestures is brought yeah. to you by your so, friends at MiceCast. Yeah, <laughs> so on top of that, then I told them, oh, the guy who was making the programs who wanted to use my photos, I'm sorry, but my photos are no longer available for publication by the high school for their football program. And my wife's like, you shouldn't punish the kids. I said, I'm not. They can go to my Flickr site and look at them, download them if they want. I'm not going to let the school use them for their publication. Yeah, screw them. When they're, they're, they're screwing me, so... Okay, well, I, since, since we tumbled so far down this rabbit hole. Yeah, we've been down Blu-ray, we've been down streaming, come on. Okay, well, you know, we've got 15 minutes of content here <laughs> in an hour and a half. You know what? And this will probably be one of our high, highest rated shows because, oh. you know, people like the tangents sometimes. Oh. You never know. Well, that's definitely what we have in this show. Okay, so uh, let's see. November seventeenth. Uh, all right, so we made reference to Star Trek coming out today. Tomorrow's yes. Mickey. Tomorrow's Mickey's birthday, isn't it? That's right. Eighty-first birthday. Tomorrow's Mickey Mouse's birthday. Uh, what else? Isn't it? 
time that he retires, becomes an ambassador, someone else moves in that position. I don't know. He's got a new job, right? <laughs> oh, with the, uh, with the epic Mickey. Yeah. The steampunk thing. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't got Have we got any responses to that? Uh, yeah. The only response we got is some people are having trouble downloading it. Really? So I said, okay, try direct because uh, if you can direct it and not through iTunes, then the problem's not mine. True. You know, I, I, in some ways, I hate those. Well, you got a download problem. Well, I don't hear. You know, if it's downloading to mine, and like you say, direct, it's like, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, it's frustrating, but what can I do? I'm not at your computer. I can't look at your problem. You know. Oh, well. <laughs> don't want to sound like an ass, but, you know, what am I going to do for you? Exactly. Um, all right, what else? Uh, you can still call us, 8304-DF-POOP. That line still functions. <laughs> yeah, we got uh, initial, yep. a lot of calls, and then we've So, got, you know, you can send some more. Um but, We've got butt kissing. Let's see. Uh, oh, you know, we've had... Oh, no, there's a commercial that plays at the end that talks about that, so I don't need to repeat that. Well, since not all of us listen to the show anymore, what's the commercial? Oh. Uh, you, can tell us, you can tell us later offline, I guess. Well, DPN World Holiday. So. Oh, yeah, big deal. Yeah. Oh, it would be a big deal if you were going. Oh, yeah, if I was going, it would be a big deal. <laughs> since I'm not, so, yeah, a, I'm in the same boat. Crap, you know? Yeah, okay. Um... That's about it. I got nothing. Not, not true. I think people well, have a really good time uh, at that, and I wish I was going. Yeah, see, you're just it's sour grapes. I understand. It is actually it, it very much is because now I really don't know when I will actually uh, uh, make it across the country again. So yes, it, it is sour grapes. So screw you. Yeah, well, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. You know. So, all right, I, I'm done. Unless you got something else, we can just call it quits and zig and night. Well, if, we're going to, if, if this gets on, I'll say happy Thanksgiving to everyone. That'll be next week, so. Okay. Yeah, by the way, are we uh, skipping a week for that? Should we let people know? What's what's the deal? Uh, well, next week is not Thanksgiving, is it? Yeah, next week is Thanksgiving oh, yeah. week. Oh, yeah, week from today is Thanksgiving week. Yeah, we'll probably take a we'll probably take the week off. So. Why not? Oh, I was asking. That's that's Sure. That's, well, I, I have vacation, but I was planning to be somewhere, but that ended up not going anywhere, quite literally. So uh, I'm going to well, be. Well, if everyone's home, then maybe we'll crack the mic. If you know we're otherwise engaged, then no. Well, one. obviously Thanksgiving is not on a Tuesday. Correct. So yeah. there's no reason we couldn't. I just, you know, some people's listening schedule get interrupted by holidays and long weekends where they don't get to their and then, shows, and then they get behind. Exactly. So, yeah. so we, we would hate for people to get behind. Get behind what? Anything. Really. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> All right. Well, that's up in the air. Let's leave it that. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. Let's just do a very parental. We'll see. No, well, I, I'm. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, not, say, I'm not trying to be crass or anything like that. I'm just saying, you know. No, I know. I'm just. Yeah. I, I, I'll say. We will definitely have another episode, so we'll see on the next episode. Well, yeah. I'll say we'll see when. Okay, never mind. You know what we should we should do we should plan for is a live holiday show and invite our listeners to come to the park with us um, while we enjoy the festive that, that, holiday. That is an excellent idea. Thank you. I have, I have a couple now and then. Hmm. Not to pick a date. All right, we'll do that offline. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'm I'm saying goodnight. Good night. All right. 
Get ready for an event with the joy of the holiday season and the magic of the most visited theme parks in the world. All brought to you by the organizers of DPN WestFest. The Disney Podcast Network is pleased to invite you to the DPN World Holiday, a gathering of Disney communities spanning all four Disney World theme parks. Come join us December 10th through 14th as we celebrate our shared love of Disney while surrounded by the sights and sounds of the holidays. In true DPN fashion, we'll descend on a different theme park each day. Have our picture made in front of that theme park's Christmas tree, gather for special meets hosted by DPN podcasters and forum members, and have a lot of laughs together. So make your plans to be part of DPN World Holiday, December 10th through the 14th at Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida. For more information and to find out how you can host your own meet, go to the DPN.com.